I'm Emma. And I am Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. It's the podcast where two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. This week, it's my turn, and we're talking about the 2018 film, The House with the Clock in Its Walls. But before we get to that, I am going to take the spotlight with a spotlight swap first. Ah! Um, and Sounds also of welcome- jazz hands. Sound of jazz hands. Also, everyone... Welcome to the third week of Not-So-Spooky October. Is that what we're yes. officially calling That's, it now? I know, because I was like, it is spooky things, but also we are anti-spooky in this house. Yeah. Well, I to- am. Together, we are anti-spooky. <laughs> Individually, I am spooky, but together we are united friends. <laughs> yes. And we are anti-spook. Anti-spook. So I, I have two things, but they're going to be real quick so we can start talking about the movie. Um, first thing, <laughs> one thing, um, so these are kind of like fall-y in my mind. One is... Turkey dinner. Oh my god. <laughs> um, October is Thanksgiving, which when this is released would have been last week. Um, and I, for the longest time, I was a pescatarian, so I didn't eat like beef or pork or anything like that. So like turkey dinners were like the one time when I felt like society accepted me in fancy dinner territory like when people would have like steaks and hams i'd be like it's turkey this is my territory yes turkey time (laughs) turkey time and a lot of people have specific traditions of what they have my mom makes this really good yam dish that i'm pretty sure she got off like the thrifty store website and i love it so much it has like cinnamon (laughs) and nuts and it's so good um but what i really like is we, me and my sister and my mom all have, like, our own little roles. So, like, we cook. Like, it's very simple. Some people go, like, all out, which props to you. But I feel like the simpler, the better. So, like, we cook the turkey in a bag. We have... Say again? <laughs> Pardon? Say again? We, tur- we, <laughs> we cook the turkey in a bag. Cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, there's, if you, you can put it in a bag and then put it in the oven, and so it keeps all the moisture and everything together, and it cooks faster. That makes sense. Go on. I've never cooked a turkey in my life, actually, so I don't know how turkeys are cooked. I don't know why it was so judgmental there. It wasn't judgmental. It was genuine curiosity, though. I was like, what? And it's always really what? scary when, like, you have to open it because, like, all the juices and stuff are at the bottom, so if you, like, don't have mm-hmm. it like in a trough properly then like you'll get burned it's very dramatic but that's why you have the big turkey trough exactly exactly um and then like we get cranberry sauce out of a tin and i'm in charge of the stuffing which is stovetop which is one of my favorite things ever fantastic i only got into stuffing last year last christmas was like the first time i ate stuffing i was for someone who loves bread as much as i do was not into it previously and then this is like how it goes i was like a really picky eater as a child slash now Um, i was like as a child come on i'm so much better than i used to be i'm so much i just think tomatoes and fish are crimes um and warm apples and warm apples (laughs) and dips (laughs) <laughs> I just, I like, it's all about the texture, and sometimes sweet things shouldn't be warm. Okay. Um, we can't get on this again. We can't get on this. Okay. But, like, I also didn't eat mashed potatoes for a really long time, so I remember mm. when I started eating mashed potatoes, my family was like, no, because now they had to share the mashed potatoes. And then I started eating pumpkin pie, which I previously didn't, because I was also used to be anti-pie, like a crazed yeah. woman. And then I started eating pies, and then last Christmas, I started eating the stuffing, and my parents were like... No, yeah, we have to share even more of our view. And I was like, ha ha. Yeah. It was, it's just like, it's bread and 
good flavored things. Why was I opposed to stuffing for so long? I, the problem is, is that I love stovetop, like, turkey stuffing so much that, like, if I go anywhere else and they serve stuffing, I'm like, this isn't as good as stovetop. <laughs> it's not the same. I also eat hummus now, which is technically a dip. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that is good. I'm proud of you. Um, but stovetop. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so turkey dinner has been on my mind. It's comfort food. It's nice. And then you get, like, turkey leftover sandwiches later, and it's great. Um, also very good. The other thing I want to mention um, is more of a nostalgic thing for me. And um, I was wearing a sweater that had it on it, so I switched it to a, a, a uh, smaller sweater with it on it. Um, I know, is, then. Is football, specifically the CFL. Um, I grew up... A lot of people in Canada grew up in, like, hockey families or, like, that's the main sport usually in people's baseball. family. baseball. Baseball's for you, yeah. Um, but my family was a football family. Um, my dad used to play football in high school, and we would try to go to a game, like, every year. And specifically in October is, even though, like, the CFL usually would start in, like, May for, like, the preseason, and then during the summer they would start, and then the playoffs are usually in very early November. But for me, October just symbolifies or is just the idea of football because that's usually when we would go because it's almost at the playoffs, so the games really matter this time. They're and high stakes. Yeah, and we'd, like, get all, like, cozy, and even though we are BC Lions fans, and for the longest time, our stadium was indoors. You didn't have to get all bundled up. You get bundled up when you're outside and you go and you have to shed all your stuff because you're too warm. The atmosphere of everyone together, not right now, obviously, um, but everyone together and just having a good time and having like one of the blow horns, which I have up there on my <laughs> desk still. Um, it's just a fun family gathering and it makes me miss it a lot, but football is fun and yes. <laughs> One day uh, I want to go to a football game with you. I know you're not big at football, but I know like you like to just I cheer love for live sports. I love I live sports. <laughs> like it would be so much fun to go to a football game with you. I would have a really great time. You would have to explain all the rules, but I feel like you would be into that. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely tell you everything, but I'll also be like, it's all good. If something happens, I'll let you know. But it's just kind of like it's just fun. I know. I am exceptional at cheering at things, and I am exceptional at being so damn enthusiastic that other people around me will cheer no matter how badly your team is losing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good moment of solidarity one time at a baseball game where the Jays were losing very badly and everyone had stopped cheering because it was a bummer. Um, and then I yelled, except at the exact, like, there was, it was like silence, no much cheering. And then I yelled, let's go Blue Jays. And the exact same time, a man two rows behind me yelled. And, but like, we did it at the exact same time. And we both stood up and like turned to each other and just pointed because I was like, who did that? And we were just like, oh. And his girlfriend was like, oh my God. And my friends were like, oh my God. Oh, I just like, it's great. I am. I'm better now, but I used to be a very, very competitive person, and I loved sports. Like, I used them. to be a very picky eater. <laughs> exactly. It's still there. We're better now. But we're better now. Um, but I, the thing with watching sports, I just am there to have, like, a good time. If my team wins, that's great. Like, I got to see the 99th Grey Cup, and in Vancouver, BC was playing, and they won. Like, nothing can beat that. God. It was amazing. But... I'm also excited when any team wins because I'm like, oh, look, they're happy. They're having a good time. They, That's they nice. worked hard. Yeah, and there's something about football when it's inherently violent, but 
as soon as you go past the line of what is acceptable, then it's like, no, guys, stop. That's not okay. <laughs> Don't do that. Controlled chaos is the best chaos. Yeah. Speaking of chaos, Jenny, yeah. had you ever heard of a house with a clock in its walls? Never. Well, Perfect. no, that's false. That's false. I saw the trailer for it. Okay, like, had when you it first heard came of out, it? And that was it. I had no movie. idea what it was. Yeah, no. I saw the trailer once. I was like, this is interesting. Jack Black's in a thing. And that's all I <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. So, today we're talking about The House of the Clock and Its Walls, the movie. Yeah. It's a 2018 movie directed by Eli Roth, starring Jack Black, Owen Vaccaro, and Kate Blanchett, yes. uh, along with Renee Ellis Goldberry and Kyle MacLachlan. Just going to say the names of everyone in this movie. Why not? Um... <laughs> It's based on the 1973 novel by John Belairs of the same name, and I often, like, will find movies that I love, mm. and I love them. This movie found me. It actually, you know what? It didn't even find me. It was, I, I, I can't, I can't begin to describe, it, it was plucked out of my brain, out of a dream while I was sleeping, is the only way I can fully fathom that this movie exists because oh. my sister, a friend of the show, she's never been on it, I just talk about her a lot. <laughs> uh, my sister gave this to me for my birthday when I turned 11. Oh. It oh, the scared book. the book. The book. I was like, how old are we? This doesn't make sense. Okay. Bad, not, bad math. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. Oh, no. It scared me so badly. I was like, and this is like a book that I read exclusively during deer time in school. Like, I wasn't even reading this at night. And it scared me. So I've always been very afraid of the end of the world. And this, mm. like, I don't know, like... Like, I've been afraid of it in terms of, like, climate change and also in terms of apocalyptic yeah. supernatural events. And I was just, like, not prepared to reckon with it when she gave me this book. But I loved it. It was, like, my first time getting into something scary. And mm. then no one else I know has ever heard of it. Like, yeah. and then one day I opened up Tumblr and I saw a GIF set of Cape Blanchette. Uh, wearing purple and the caption was Mrs. Zimmer Zimmerman and I was like oh she even looks like Mrs. Zimmerman in the house with the clock in its walls and then I was like wait and the trailer had come out I hadn't even known this movie was happening the trailer came out for the house with the clock in its walls and I was like what because nobody else I feel like knows that this book exists because it like came out and, like I've talked about this before how like YA didn't exist really until the late 90s mm -hmm. as we know it before it was like middle grade novels pulp fiction so like the Lewis Barnevelt series is a 12-book series that I feel like history has forgotten. I think oh. we're saying we talk about it. But, like, and then I, I was working a late shift at work that day. So, like, I had watched it that morning and went in that afternoon and everyone else was already in. And I, they were like, how was your day? And I was like, I'm in an amazing mood. One of my favorite books is getting turned into a movie and the trailer came out today. No one at work knew it. I was a barista at the time. I was, like, telling this to customers because I was like, someone I'm going to tell is going to have the same reaction yeah. I did. Nobody had heard of this book. And I was like, and then I, like, the more I looked up, I was like, it's, it was just, like, it was just, it's such a wild turn of events. It's Eli Roth, who is an actor. Uh, have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Have I made you watch that? I feel no, like I, I have haven't. But I also that. make a lot of people watch it. Sorry. Okay, everyone. no, I haven't seen um, it. <laughs> he, so he's an actor in that, but he's also a director. But, like, it is just wild. I saw Eli Roth's name attached to it, and I was like, this can't be the same house with a clock in his walls, because he, like, didn't invent. He definitely popularized torture porn. Like, his big uh, his big movies before what? this were the Hostel movies. Like, oh. he does gross. He does horror, but it's not horror. It's just gross. 
Oh, and no. So, like, those are his movies. And so I saw it. I was like, he's directing a children's movie? Fuck. Mm. Um, but it was like, and then, it, but then it's also like this stacked cast of people who I care about. I really like Jack Black. I would like, I want an EGOT for Jack Black. I really like <laughs> Jack Black. I, 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 love I him. was never super into him. Like, I remember going to see, we're just going down memory lane. I'm going to talk a mile a minute so we can get through all of the, like, just my thoughts about this movie existing. And then we can actually talk about the movie. <laughs> But like, okay. but, but before you move on, can you just clarify something for me? So this book um, is a book in a 12-part series? Yes, it's the first of a 12-part series. Okay, cool. Cool. Carry on. I've not, I've never read any of the other books. <laughs> oh, okay. I've only read this one. <laughs> okay. I've never okay. read any of the other books. I don't think they have any intention of making any more movies. Um... I just really like I really like Jack Black. I remember going to see School of Rock in theaters and almost walking out because I hate the beginning of School of Rock so much because it makes me so uncomfortable to see people fail. And then by the end of it, I was like, "This oh, movie yeah. rocks." And then I, I kind of forgot about huh. Jack Black. I feel like I've seen very few of his movies. And then I freaking love Jumanji. I think Jack Black should have gotten an Oscar Same. nomination for Jumanji. That is not sarcasm. I think he is fantastic in that movie because he never makes fun of teenage girls. He just becomes one. <laughs> Anyways, so this was like right post. He does such a good job in Jumanji. I know. He's so sincere. And I think it, part of it is just like I feel like Jack Black's a good person. Um, And so when I see him like in something like School of Rock, where, or, or House of the Clock and Its Walls, where he's working with, like, young actors or child actors or where he's in Jumanji playing a child, basically. I just, like, I trust yeah. him. And then Kate Blanchett mm. is there. And then even all the supporting actors. I was like, I love Kyle MacLachlan, Renee Ellis Goldberry. Like, yeah. in a movie, when, and I'd only ever seen her know. in, like, some, sci- some TV, but, like, also only in Hamilton. Suddenly she was there. Yeah. And I was just like, this is these are all people I really like. It's just, I can't believe it exists. It makes me so, so happy that this movie exists and that the movie didn't scare the crap out of me. (laughs) The movie takes, like, I think it's, so it's directed by Eli Roth, written by Eric Kripke, who created Supernatural, which we will get into later. Like, I feel like it's just, everything's coming together for yeah. me. How does just, like, every, all of the stars align. Everything, everything's coming up, Emma. Um... <laughs> So, anyways, but I just, like, I feel like they must have had, may, maybe, like, I guess the book's from 73, so maybe it's just, like, for older audiences, which is why none of my friends knew this, but, like, I feel like they had a great attachment to this book, but also to movies at that time, because watching this movie, it doesn't have, like, any of the real gothic horror that the mm. book has, but it mm. has, like, very, like, Amblin Entertainment, which this movie is an Amblin movie, but it has, like, a very, like, E.T. era, like like, Hocus Pocus, Casper the Friendly Ghost vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, like, I just, I just had to talk about, like, how happy I am that this movie exists. Like, it was Mm. truly, someone was digging around in my brain while I slept and was like, this is a good idea. And then they, (laughs) it just appeared, it just appeared before me. Just appeared before me. It just fully formed. Like I didn't know that it was in development. I didn't know that it was happening. Just one day there was a trailer, and a month later it was out. And I remember sitting alone in a theater because no one I knew wanted to go see it. (laughs) And I was just like, "This is for me." I think I was one of three people in the theater. I was like, "This is for me." That's okay. I'm the only person this movie is for. (laughs) It's like, have you seen that meme when it's like the little like. It's that little emoji that has the fingers together. It's like, is for me. 
It's for me. Yes, I have seen that meme. Um, Have you seen that post where it's about a girl and she was like, one time I was on a first date and I pulled out my phone to show a guy a meme I thought was really funny. And he said, is this how it's going to be? I'm just expected to remember all your little pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is. I'm like, yeah, I do communicate entirely through memes. Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So I like walked in to this theater both very nervous that I wasn't going to love the movie and knowing that mm. no matter what happened I was going to love the movie. Yeah. Um so how did you feel now that I've been talking for like 10 minutes? How did you feel about this movie? Yeah, so I to peek behind the curtain slightly. We were supposed to record yesterday and then there was some co- like scheduling issues so we didn't i forgot you don't have to be coy about it i forgot (laughs) forgot. i hadn't watched it ever watched it last night (laughs) (laughs) just fine okay yes you forgot but um so i watched it the day before and because we didn't record yesterday i was like i was like that's fine we can record tomorrow but i was like i need to talk about it because emma i really liked this movie i'm so excited (laughs) i had such a good time it was great i really liked this movie oh my god oh my god i'm so happy i had an inkling just because you were like really keen to get started today even you were like we got i was like oh she's excited to talk about it yeah because i was like oh god i gotta wait a whole other day to i was like i can't talk to anyone about this i need to talk about this like i like it was so much fun like I like it. Show it shows how good it was because it is like quite a long movie, and I did have to I did have to take a nap in between because I had a long day, so <laughs> I had to take a quick nap. Fair. But I still came back and I was like, "This is so, so good." And I think the re- like I there were some parts that were a little spooky, but like I wasn't scared because the way they did it was like they used humor, and also I did watch it while it was still light outside, so that helps usually. I think, like, when it's, like, real-life stuff, like, versus animation. In animation, I feel that everything is drawn and everything is created, so everything as like, could be real. But in real life, like, live-action stuff, when there's, like, CGI and stuff, like, I know what CGI is. So I'm, like, that is, like, they're not in as much danger because I know that it's not real at the same time. Um, So I didn't find, like, things as scary, but they were entertaining at the same time. And... Like, this movie made me laugh out loud. It made me cry. I um, know. It it was, it was, it was good. It was it's good, folks. So Guys, see this movie. Oh my god, it's I'm so, so excited. It's on Crave. Like, go watch it. It's such a good time. It's like, there's a lot of pee-pee jokes. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. There are there. There's no, a lot of scatological no humor. <laughs> um, there's, but it's like, I don't know, like, I... I, I would say, like, a sim- of similar importance in terms of, like, books I read as a child is Ella Enchanted. And there is an Ella Enchanted movie that a lot of people do love and is a good movie. But it is mm. so different from the books that it is actually still very hard for me to watch, even though I know it's a good and mm. fun movie. Because it makes me very mad that it's not true to the book. Whereas this is, like... Uh. They keep the structure of the book, but it's total. It's entirely different in tone. They yeah. do change a lot of like the backstory and characters mm. and things, and it just delighted me because I was just so excited to see this movie and like they brought yeah. something new to it where it became very relevant and fun for a 20, 2018 audience, and like yeah. for anyone, I was like, anyone can watch this movie. It is such a good movie to watch 
with families and like it's scary but the way they do it is like they do do like really stylized like kind of cartoony cgi or like really heavy kind of silly Mm. scary makeup which like yeah makes your brain say this is scary but it's a movie yeah i used to work you never forget that it's a movie and i like that no yeah i used to work um a lot in after school care and i like during holiday season sometimes like once a week maybe we would show like a movie and sometimes we'd show some films and like on the kids section and stuff and sometimes they were like way more scarier and i'm like that's not appropriate for kids like why did this (laughs) become a thing but this is definitely something like i would feel confident playing for the kids knowing that they will have a good time it's like there's scary elements but like it's not horrible but it's definitely on theme for like october and for halloween and i i did say like i watched the trailer before but that was so long ago that, like, all I remember is pretty much, like, the poster of it. Like, I didn't even really remember there was magic involved. Um, so when it started, okay, there was. Okay. I had such, like, as soon as it started, I, like, wrote down being like, oh, that has a fun magical feel. Of course, Jenny. That's the whole point. And, like, the color scheme is gorgeous of, like, the browns and, like, the purples and, like, the reds. I'm like, ooh, it kind of was, like. It was very, like, rich and exciting, and I was I was very intrigued, like, off the bat. I was like, ooh, fun. <laughs> I want to watch it at a drive-in. Um, okay, Ooh, so yeah. speaking of memes, there was, like, a, 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 te- like, a meme with different pictures attached to it going around where it was, like, this is how gays dress for brunch, and it was, like, the cast of Jurassic mm. Park or, like, a bunch of, like... Beanie Babies. The poster yeah. for this movie, it made me just like, how can you dress for brunch? You and Mrs. Zerman are all purple. Uncle Jonathan would yeah. just come out of him and Lewis with his goggles. And I was like... Yes. 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 Um, I get that. I... Like, they, this movie, right from the start, like you said, is so fun and lush and colorful. They use an older Universal logo, and it just, like, but it, it's mm. more colorful, and it, like, just takes you into this, like, you want to watch it on an afternoon when it's not, you don't want to watch it when it's dark out. You want to watch it when it's, no. like, the sun's coming through, and you can see the leaves changing outside your window. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a cool showing of, like, again, what, like, youth is, in a way, of, like... Yeah. There's this boy and his parents have passed away. Now he has to live with his uncle that, like, he's never met before. And he's in school and then he's trying to make friends. And, like, he's seen as a little weird and doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, come back. Like, I'm as invested in his school life as I am in his magic life. (laughs) I want both of them to succeed. Okay, I have one question for you. Mm. This, okay, I don't understand how movies do this i feel like movies are always a year off from how old i remember being um okay so in this movie lewis says that he's 10 he's also starting fourth grade and i was nine in fourth grade and then like i was watching something else where it was like this girl is 13 and she's starting grade seven and i'm like but i was 12 in grade seven Mm. (laughs) do you ever notice this it's just yeah (laughs) I was, like, how old were you in grade four? And so in grade four, it depends on when your birthday was. I feel like he, it makes sense with this because I don't think he started in the beginning of, oh, I guess it would, I don't think it was the beginning of the year though when he started because he could have been born in like early in the year because when okay. you're, um, because if okay, you, I will. you end the year in kindergarten six, yeah, you would be 10 in grade four by the end of grade 10. Grade 10, no. 
<laughs> by the end of grade four, you would be ten. Okay, um, I'll take. I but take I don't it know if it's then. different. I don't. But some like countries do grades differently, so they're in the states. Anyways, I was. That's like such a. This is not even like a quibble, but I was just like, why does this always hurt my brain? <laughs> I know it's always Someone hard to please think microwave about. my brain. Okay, now let's start. Let's start actually talking about the movie. Yes. Um, I guess one yes. thing, okay, one thing, I feel like I've been talking so much. One thing I wanted to say is, like, to start us off is, like I said before, like, they use an older logo, and right away, like, this movie, I feel like, exists outside of time. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I don't know how old I am right now, I don't know when mm. this movie was made, because it's set in 1955, based on a book from 1973, came out in 2018, and looks like it was filmed in 1984 to me, and I'm just like... It just, it transports me. <laughs> yeah, I like that type of, um, that's why I said, like, right away it seems kind of, like, mythical and magical mm-hmm. in the beginning, just the way, like, people's outfits are, and, like, the color scheme and, like, the, um, just the way it looks. I think it's, it also could come down to if it's set in, like, 1955, but filmed in 2018, so they have that technology and that Christmas crispness of the screen, um, that it seems off because if something's from 1950, it shouldn't look this clear because our brains You're are like, like this everything. Is crisp. <laughs> yeah, like everything should be blurry because that's what it looked like because that's what our evidence of <laughs> images are. <laughs> the moment like we were like, oh, people actually wore color. Things just weren't black and white. The biggest revelation oh. as a child. Um, yeah, it is such a an interesting aspect because the way that our our main character dresses. So Lewis has like these goggles that were very reminiscent. Cause I recently just watched up. So it was very reminiscent of like when, um, when he's really young and he wears his glasses. So it's like, Oh, that's so cute. It's interesting. Cause you first get Jack Black, like comes on the bus and he's like, Hello, welcome. Let's go. And you know, like something's a little weird about him. And then they're like, here's the house. Inherent Jack Black of Jack <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, yeah, you get introduced to this house. Like, this house is actually gorgeous. This is such a pretty house. Like, um, I live in a place that has a lot of historical character houses, and it reminds me a lot of some of the streets here. I'm like, ooh, that would be a fun oh. house to look at. Oh, and I love old houses like that. I, this city, my city needs more of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, one of the biggest twists in my mind, well, not in my mind, while I was watching this movie, I got real mad at Tarvi. <gasps> Tarvi. I like wrote down, I was like, oh, Tarvi's a nice kid. Like, oh, that's nice of him. And then later you see like he was just being nice to get votes to be like the president. And I was like, how dare you? I gasped. I was like, how such a little shithead. That's my notes. Tarvi's a shithead. Uh, they got um, me. I was like, oh, the like kind of like a so jock kid who's nice. And it will be good. And he's like, oh, like, be friends with me. I'm like, hey, this kid's, like, actually cool. Like, this is a cool thing you don't really see a lot in media. And, like, his friend's mean. But he's like, come on, man. Like, hell yeah. Stand up for people. And then it just goes to the worst. And I'm like, you got it's me. Backfired. I was rooting it's for backfired. you. We I know, all I, rooting for you. I know what Lewis feels like now. Because I've also been betrayed by this. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yes. So... Louis Barnabelle, age 10, newly orphaned, has to go live with his uncle Jonathan, who he has never met, who lives on 100 High Street in the town of New Zebedee. What a good name. Fancy name. Um, Is that an actual place? No, uh, it is. So 
the house is based on like a real house I think that was that was allegedly haunted that the author grew up near or had visited and was just really in love with and mm. then like the town is based on the house where I think it's called Chilton House I don't remember don't fact check me um, okay. anyway so it's New Zebedee is not real but it is okay. in my heart yes yeah um, it's a and it's fun. One of the lines they have in this movie is like, you don't need a lot of friends. You just, because um, Mrs. Zimmerman is Uncle Jonathan's neighbor, as played by Kay Blanchette. I love and her. And I love her so much. And um, she's saying to Lewis, like, you must have lots of friends. And Lewis is like me. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, yeah, lots of friends. <laughs> They're so great. I miss them so much. You're yes. Like, oh, buddy, you're not fooling anybody. Which is an interesting dynamic because when you see the connection between Jonathan and Florence and their like dynamic, you can tell like they're very different. Yet they've been friends for so long. They and... have such a good friend chemistry. Oh, it's great! Like they have such great one-liners because they're just they're these powerful people that are just kind of sick and tired of each other, but they also care for each other, and they're kind of like, well... Insults are their love language. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when they're like, okay. hey, go, go get it yourself. They're like, get it your own. Choke and die. Choke and die. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, um, friendship. I have a gif set with that queued up on the Tumblr. I have podcast.tumblr.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You're Lewis, I presume. How was your trip? This old hag is my next-door neighbor, Mrs. Florence Zimmerman. I'm relieved to see you didn't inherit your uncle's freakishly oversized head. Huh, says the woman who literally looks like a Q-tip. Oh, look, the giant head is angry. My God, did that withered purple skeleton just speak? She thinks she's smarter than me because she's got more college degrees. No, I think I'm smarter than you because I'm smarter than you. So, like, I think, like, kind of what, like, this, this whole movie is very much, like, the, the emotional part of it is, like, you don't need to make yourself liked by lots of people. You just need to find, like, the one person who likes you for who you are. And yeah. for Mrs. Zimmerman and Uncle Jonathan, that's them. And, uh, Lewis thinks he finds that in the aforementioned tool, greaser, fool man, fool boy, and being mean to a ten-year-old Tarby. One day he'll wake up and be like, I forced a man to raise someone from the dead. I need to rethink my life. <laughs> I know. And he will never acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> I just, like, before we get into that, like, I, I love, again, like, this, the introduction to this world is such a delight. I've, like, Lewis must be so scared. He, like, yeah. he, like, I think what breaks my heart about Lewis is, like, he knows he's weird, but he doesn't, in the beginning, before he starts getting, like, bullied at school, like, he doesn't mind it. He's like, I wear these goggles because they're what my favorite Captain Midnight wears, and he's my favorite. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's not, he knows things would be, like, easier for him if he acted normal, but he doesn't want to. Like, he knows that he's not very brave. He knows, like, he's kind of a nerd, but, like, before he had his parents to back him up, and then it's so scary for him to go live with Uncle Jonathan, who he doesn't know, and it's such a relief yeah. when Uncle Jonathan and Mrs. Zimmerman are, like, so careful of him and like in that first night where they're like we're just gonna yeah. eat chocolate chip cookies we're gonna play poker and you're gonna win it's nice yeah they are very like the overarching kind of idea of being different but embracing your weird and making things your own is so powerful and needed 
to be said of embrace yourself like find people that understand you don't change for other people just find people who are like you and that you need like like you're talking about the chocolate chip cookies like she puts nuts in them because she feels like everyone needs to have a little be a little nutty sometimes like it's like yes yes yes. and like they're such a good addition to the adopted relative sort of spooky canon. Like, it makes me think mm. of um, Aunt Jet and the other aunt And Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I can't remember Aunt Jet's name. It makes me think of the ants in Practical Magic, too, of just, like, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna take care of you. And it's, it's, I love, I always like that plot of someone being plopped into this magical world that they had no idea about, of now you're in this house and there's magic and we're kind of eccentric and, but it's okay because we care about you and we appreciate you for who you are because you are being seen for you being yourself. Um, yeah. And so like Lewis befriends air quotes, scare quotes, if we're being seasonal, um, befriends Tarby, who's the popular kid who's broken his arm, and that makes him, you know, kind of sympathetic to Lewis, who's not naturally gifted in sports. Um, (laughs) And Tarby is like, no, like, we'll hang out, it'll be fun, and then you can just see that, like, Tarby's arm gets better, and that is the end of it. Yeah, and he wins the election, and... (sighs) It's so devastating. And, honestly, Tarby needs to take responsibility. For many things in this movie. Like, Harvey is to blame in many regards. <laughs> in many regards. Yeah, and so throughout this whole thing, Lewis is starting to gain his own confidence because he's like, a kid is my friend. And also, I just found out that these people in my life have the ability to magic do magic. Powers. What? Um, and so the house John, is also magic. The house is also magic. Um, oh, I always watch things with closed captions, and this movie has one of my favorite captions that I've seen in a while, which is just chair honking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Mrs. Zimmerman is a witch, Uncle Jonathan is a warlock, and they decide to teach and train Lewis to do his own magic, and he can only become a, his, a, a warlock when he invents his own spell and does his own magic. Mm-hmm. He has to do it his own way, like, for example... Um, his uncle does magic by, like, playing the saxophone and, like, being all weird and, like, that's part of his weirdness. Being a bard. <laughs> being a bard! He's a bard! Um, bring in his background of Tedacious D. But, yeah, it doesn't actually sing, but he still does, like, music and stuff for this. But um, he, he slowly, like, gets acquainted with the house and they do a really good job of showing the passage of time of him learning magic, but also like knowing that something else is going on. The adults know that Lewis doesn't know about and you're like, what are they doing? And like, he's starting to catch on. Cause he's like, what's going on? And Jonathan's like, Oh, nothing closes the door. And you can audibly hear being like, I did that perfectly. He suspects nothing. You're like, come on. <laughs> he's still outside the door. He heard you. Come on. What are you doing? You're like, come on, uncle Jonathan. Um, and then, One thing I also really like is, like, Uncle Jonathan clearly has no clue what he's doing raising Lewis. And, like, he, like, is so disconnected from his own family and is, like, very happy to have Lewis. And, like, in the letter that opens the movie is, like, like, your mother was my sister. We're family. 
And then it's like, oh, my family didn't like me very much. And Lewis is like, what are you talking about? My mom talked about you all the time, which made me very sad. I'm just like a little sister who missed her brother. Um, but like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's very affecting and moving to watch Uncle Jonathan figure out how to be a parent in real time, basically. Because like, you have him be like, I'm going to be the yes. cool uncle. There are no rules. But, like, he does know how to talk to kids. He knows, him and Mrs. Zimmerman both know, like, when to be goofy because kids are still kids and when to treat them seriously so that kids know that they can, that they're, like, that they're real people. And, like, Uncle Jonathan has one rule. Don't go into this cupboard. And he stops and tells Lewis, this is pretty much the only thing I'm serious about, so I need to hear you say it. And and I just really like that where Uncle Jonathan is like, no, I'm I'm still your uncle. I still care about you, but I need you to know that this is really serious. And I just, like, it's such a good moment yeah and then when he finds out he stole it he kind of like he's like no this place is not safe for kids and kind of storms out which granted it's not i I get that it's not safe (laughs) it's not safe for children um and then we go to the scene where this is a scene i cried for (gasps) mrs zimmerman was talk they were trying to talk to him and be and talking okay so Mrs. zimmerman was talking to do i call it florence or miss zimmerman what's easier to say we call yeah. there. We also like haven't explained really what the deal with the house is. So we'll talk about this scene. Then I'm like, wait, we should talk about why they're why they're all freaking out. <laughs> but before yeah, we do, yeah, okay. Um, so Florence tries to talk to Jonathan, and she because he just got mad at Lewis for stealing the book, um, and he admits being like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm scared, and like I'm scared, all right. Like I don't know what to do, and I don't know if he'll be safe, and then. You see Florence being like, well, that that's the job. That is the whole job description. You're going to be scared for this child. That is that's what being a parent is. And I don't know why, but I just started crying. <laughs> I was like, because, like, Kate Blanchett's, like, acting in this was so good because she was firm and like very serious and composed but you start but in her eyes and her face you could see she was breaking down and she talks about like i would have i would give anything to have my my like child back and you're like oh god and i don't think i've talked about on the podcast before but i've talked to emma about it i like constantly worry about being a parent all the time and i don't have a child um but I really want to be a mom one day. And so, like, I remember, like, even in high school, I'll be walking down the road, I'd be like, I hope my child got home safe, and then I'd have to stop and be like, Jenny, you don't have a child. <laughs> They're fine. Um, you don't have a child. I, <laughs> you should be fine. But just her saying, like, the things that, like, the luxury of being able to worry and the the privilege of being scared for someone or having that connection with another human being is unique and not everyone has that. And yeah, it's scary and you can be worried, but that is also a gift at the same time because you have something so precious in this world. And it made me just really emotional, Emma. (laughs) It's, It's a really good scene. Okay, so this is something I talked a little bit. Like this is in spirit this movie is very similar to the book. They the book I think is set in like 1948. They move it a couple years later. So it's set in the movie is set in 1955, which is 10 years after World War II ended. All of and like all of the backstories for like the three grown-ups, Isaac Izzard, um mm-hmm. 
Mrs. Zimmerman and Uncle Jonathan are new to the movie. And I think it's so interesting. And on a lot of levels, and, like, it's a really, like you said, like, that scene with Mrs. Zimmerman talking about how much she misses her family, which you you later realize is a result of her being Jewish and in a concentration camp. Um, And Eli Roth is a Jewish director, too. And it's another really good scene where she's talking about Lewis. Like, this movie understands loss for, like, such a silly kids movie. This movie understands loss very well because it's like it's like we, we've talked about it in passing so basically lewis wants to be friends with tarby and thinks the only way he can get tarby to be friends with him is to kind of challenge him and be like i can do music or i can do music i can do magic <laughs> if you're not scared and they basically accidentally tarby breaks into uncle jonathan's cupboard and they find a necromancy book and raise isaac izzard the previous house owner from the dead which is bad news bad news bears yeah and so, but it's, like, very, like, you have Lewis who is missing his parents so clearly, and it's, like, this, it's the scene where Uncle Jonathan is mad at him, and Lewis is like, I know it was wrong, I know it was a mistake, but I thought if I thought it worked here, it would help with my parents. And this little child's whole face just crumbles. Oh, and no. Uncle Jonathan realizes, like, I'm really mad at you. I know why you did it, but I'm still mad at you, so I still need to send you to the house. But then you have Mrs. Zimmerman, and, like, that Mrs. Zimmerman scene is so good. And then you have her later talking about it with Lewis. And it's this other scene of, like, Mrs. Zimmerman went through something very, very horrible. And her magic isn't working. She said, my outsides are fixed, but my insides are. And she's talking to Lewis. And it's just, like, really moving to see an adult who went through something very awful talk to a child who went through something very awful and be like, I don't know how you feel, but I know how bad I feel. And it sucks that you're never really going to feel okay. But yeah. that in itself is okay. And then you, like, see her sleeve pull up and you see her tattoo. And it's just, like, I remember sitting in the theater mm-hmm. and be like, oh, my God. And it's, it's yeah. just, like, it's very, it's a very emotional movie. And I think it's a really interesting choice on Eric Kripke and Eli Roth's part. Because, like, uh, we, God, sorry, this is, like, getting really intense. But, like, uh world war ii it's weird to think about but like world war ii is getting farther and farther away from us we are Mm. hurtling into the future and so like you and i both did war history classes in high school and like continue to learn about the effects like beyond the kind of traditional like war narrative i think that Mm. is taught to a lot of students and learning about that and it's also at a time where like people are dismissing what happened during mm. the Holocaust and during World War II. God, didn't expect this to go here. <laughs> but, like, I just think it's really going. interesting that they're like, this is a kid's movie for 2018. And I was like, maybe for some kids this is the first time they're hearing about it? Possibly. Like, I, like, both of my grandparents, my mom's side, were in World War II. And mm-hmm. my Oma, which is my grandma, her dad went to a tra- concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And... When he came back, kind of the idea when Miss Zimmerman is talking about, like, my outsides were fixed, but my insides wasn't, she said, like, when he came back, he was different. And, like, mm-hmm. the whole idea of bringing that in, like, I don't even know if kids would actually notice that. Like, honestly, when I first saw the, when I watched the film, I didn't even notice the tattoo mm-hmm. until I was, today, I wanted to refresh, I was watching some clips on YouTube, and I saw that, I looked at the comments, I was like, I didn't even see that. I didn't yeah. even clue in. And... But even, like, that subtleness of that could show, like, this, like, we're seeing this in 2018 still has repercussions. And mm-hmm. people are still, like, as you say, we're moving farther away from it, like, from when it happened. 
but it still needs to be talked about. Because the effects are still so clearly felt. Yes. And, like, this movie just understands, like, how there can be different kinds of loss and different kinds of hurt, and people can have different experiences. Like, so all three of, like, the adults all had really harrowing experiences in World War II, and all of them came out different, but all of them came out different, differently. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, what happened with, like, Isaac Izzard is, like, he went like a different direction and he's like you know what we're going to just erase everything and it mankind's not good i'm taking it all back which is like the like, so like that's that's the plot of the movie so the house has a clock in its walls and the, the clock itself is a doomsday clock that they need a bone key to turn and yes. isaac Izzard needs to be risen from the dead so he can turn back time and erase everything that has happened in the world because he thinks humanity has just done a terrible job of it and it's like i in the books it's just like ooh spooky ooh evil oh. and then in mm. this it's like it's just very affecting and i was not prepared for it yeah it was quite interesting when you when you see a character that is very like broken inside and very well, not I don't like to use the word broken, but is very hurt and is not mm -hmm. seeking help. Yeah, because they the one scene was kind of gross. He like made a pact with like a demon. <laughs> and he, like, okay, his hand. I was like, oh, that's gosh. extremely <laughs> gross. Okay, we're sidetracking now. Okay, this is written by Eric Kripke, who created Supernatural, which I didn't know the first time I watched this movie because I had been like okay. several years out of my Supernatural days. Didn't pay attention to the credits, I guess, so didn't realize. <laughs> um, then this time I did know. Uh, because I'm in that state of mind. And then it's fun, too. Like, they have, like, the the grocery store that Uncle Jonathan and Lewis go to as Kripke Grocers. Um, but I was also like, oh, you can kind of tell that Eric Kripke wrote it. And it, I was reading an interview with him where he talked about his love of the Lewis Barneville books was part of what influenced Supernatural. Mm. Of, like, going to these small American towns and saving the world. And... Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, like, Supernatural, it's not, not authentic, but, like, they, they, they love stealing words that are real phrases and things from different mythologies and folklore, mm. and so, like, uh, and, like, religion, and so they're talking, at one point, they're trying to interpret this map that, uh, Isaac Izzard left, and Mrs. Zimmerman's, like, even Enochian glyphs couldn't translate it, and Enochian is the language that angels speak in Supernatural, and I was like, hmm? And then oh. later they're like, they're like, we have like iron can repel evil, and I was like, I mean that's, I mean it's like a, it's a traditional like ghost mm. story thing, but I was like that's not supernatural, and they're like we were lining the doors with goo for dust, and I was like that's not supernatural, <laughs> and then the moment where I was like, fuck, is that the demon that Isaac Izzard makes is a Zazel, which is like not a real demon, but like a demon who exists in, in stories. Mm -hmm. um, Azazel is the, the demon that is the main villain of Supernatural in seasons one and two. It's the demon that kills the Winchester's mom and Sam Winchester's girlfriend in the first episode. Oh, and Eric no. Kripke was like, and I mean it is the same demon. So this is a prequel to Supernatural. This movie is a prequel to Supernatural. Oh, damn. Yeah. He straight up is like, that demon is is the same as Azazel. I was like, damn, Eric <gasps> Kripke. There's a, there's a universe he has created. <laughs> I know, the Supernatural Cinematic Universe. There's also a, a Supernatural anime series, in case you were wondering. 
I wasn't, but now I know, and I don't know what to do with this information. Neither do I. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so, yeah, you're talking about, like, the doomsday clock, and I, I'm always a big fan of secret rooms, and <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, uh, I used to work at a place that had a lot of secret rooms, and it was very exciting. And it's always fun to, all of a sudden, you're in one location, you're somewhere else. But it's always fun to think, because someone was a contractor and, like, created this. So someone knew there was a room here, but, like, couldn't tell anyone about it. Like, there was some plan that someone's like, here, make this house, but this is a secret room. So you gotta do this, and, like, don't tell anyone. Because at some point, someone else knew. <laughs> and I, I, know, I can just picture Isaac Izzard and his wife, Selena, as played by the incomparable Renee Elise Goldberg, who we haven't yes. talked about yet. She's evil. She's fun. She's having a great time. She, um, I, I was generally shocked when she, like, appeared. It uses... The, the sound effects are very gross. <laughs> well, very it was gross, but I also was just, like... I did not see it coming. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I was like, ah! <laughs> she's um, she's possessed the body of their neighbor. <laughs> it's it's gross. Yeah, it's yuck. But also, she was possessing, not possessing, but she also was like could shape shape shift into what um, Lewis's mother used to look like. And you think like throughout the movie, he's like having visions of his mom come to talk to her. At, talk to him and then you see like there's one thing she says when she's like get the book and like you have to do Find this and key. I was like I was like evil mom question mark question mark in my notes <laughs> I never thought it was someone else evil I just mom? thought evil mom this is odd this is very odd <laughs> so but to go back I'm just picturing Isaac Izzard and Selena I almost said Selena Gomez <laughs> <laughs> we could but I mean <laughs> Selena, his wife, Selena is there? Does she have a last name? I don't know. Just like picture them going through the yellow pages because it's 955 and be like, mm, I've heard really good things about their like the scaffolding they do. Or no, what's the word I'm looking for? The wainscoting? What's what's when you have when you have the trim but it's on the ceiling. Borders? What's the what's the house term? I don't know. I don't own a home. Anyways, I'm just picturing them being like I've heard really good reviews, honey. They're very open concept. Well, we don't want open concept. We want a secret room, honey. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry, dear. It's okay, sweetheart. I love you yeah. so much. Are you ready to sacrifice our neighbor? Actually, I have a roast in the oven right now. Can we do it tomorrow? Yeah, that should work. <laughs> uh, I already mentioned before like how I really like the color scheme, and I also really liked the costume design. But also, oh my god, Miss Zimmerman has an Umbra staff, and that made oh me very Oh my god, happy. she does. Right? Straight up. She has a, like, a changeable, like, staff that she can, like, change the edge of it at the end of it so she can, like, have different magic. And she just has an umber staff. I'm like, yes, taco! Do it! <laughs> I feel like a recurring thing is us assigning uh, D&D classes to characters. So Jonathan's yeah. definitely a bard. What is Mrs. Zimmerman? she a wizard? I would... I would say she would be a wizard, and then um, Isaac would definitely be a warlock in, like, the D&D terms of, like, he made a pact with the devil or something. Like, that's straight up what a warlock Fuck. is. Like, when you make a pact with something, like, a fiend or a celestial or something. So he definitely is a warlock. Um, Lewis could either be... I feel like Lewis would be a sorcerer just because I like the idea of, like, it was the magic was inside him the whole time. And so, like, passed down yeah. by family, and, like, yeah. it was inside, right? So I think he would be a... Th they're all magic-based, but... They're all magic-based. Yeah. They're all magic. 
magical magic. Um, and also, we haven't talked about, like, the ongoing word they keep using throughout is indomitable. It's and very good. It's very emotionally it's so rousing. Uh, and, like, you see, like, so Lewis is, like, a little, like, Angus McDonald. He's very smart. He just, like, wants, like, loves words. And I was like, yes! Right? Exactly. And um, he's using big words and um, loves all that stuff. And it's super cute. And he keeps using the word word indomitable because it means, like, can't be defeated. It's, like, strong. And, which is fun throughout the whole thing because he's, like, pumping himself up about it. And then what really got me is when Ms. Zimmerman calls herself indomitable. And I'm like, yes! Yes! I know. I was like, I having seen it before, didn't cry this time when she's talking about her family, but then it got to the I'm indomitable and she gets her magic back because her family is gone, but she still has a family and she cares about Lewis and she cares about Jonathan who she just mocks mercilessly. Florence, now would be a good time for a little magic. Of all people, Florence, I thought you'd want this. I know what losing your family did to you. You're too sad and broken to work any real magic. Maybe I was. But now, I'm indomitable. I was trying to figure out, like, how did she get her magic back? And it happens, like, after she has that moment when she confronts Jonathan about, like, I wish I had it back. And it also happens after they get captured by Isaac she has a realization of I could be filled with hatred and go back in time and all these things, but like I am un- I'm indestructible. I am indomitable. Like no. Like mm. I'm the sum of my experiences and I am not gonna let them beat me. Oh my god, I just love this movie. This movie has has such a big heart. It has such a big heart and also like it's just funny at the same time. Like, it's good. Like, there's some things that are like, okay, that's definitely for a kid. But there's other moments where I'm like, that was actually fun. And it, it was light enough and dark enough at the same time that, like, I like the changing of when something that seems so innocent and joyful or, but they're in such a hard situation, but they seem to be funny and kind of positive at the same time because like that's just the world is is always a fun dynamic it is and like this movie is very stylish jenny's talked about the very lush color palette um but they also do flashbacks in very like kind of over stylized acting black mm. and white which is really fun um i'm sorry to bring up this again this is just where i blanketly declare things about characters but uncle jonathan was in love with isaac izzard and it bums me the fuck out because it's very sad (laughs) oh um i i can see that i I know because they have like flashbacks where mrs zimmerman is telling them about before isaac went to war and became very very sad and made a pact with a demon um with all yellow eyes Um, but it's just, like, being like, Uncle Jonathan didn't have anybody, um, then suddenly all they had was each other, and it's like, how Izzard and Barnabelle were a state deck, and they were musicians, I keep wanting to say musicians, they were magicians (laughs) who would travel (laughs) together and were best friends, and I'm just like, I'm sad. (laughs) I, I, they never mentioned why Jonathan didn't go to war. I don't know, actually, you're right. I don't know. Maybe he did, but, like, it just didn't have the same 
experience experiences as them or like maybe he was just at home and couldn't go or didn't go it's interesting he does seem like a bit younger than the other ones but Mm -hmm. i don't know if he's that much younger that he wouldn't have been going to war i don't know oh man but like all's well all's well it ends well like they they stop the clock they stick together there's a great so isaac izzard has a hex on the clock so that no witch or warlock can locate it but did you figure it out because i was like really excited as soon as i said that and i was like but lewis isn't a warlock yet <laughs> yeah yeah he, i was like it, that's not it yet he can do it and so he gets to do it and like you see lewis get into his own of like because the whole thing is that you don't become a warlock until you defeat like a big evil person an evil entity and so he gets to find it and then he he makes his own magic and so he combines everything that he enjoys of like defining a bunch of random words or he's using this magic eight ball which is the last gift his parents gave him and <gasps> it's that just so cute also really got me actually because they keep talking about like the magic eight ball isn't real magic and then lewis shakes it and asks like mom and dad what do i do and it says say goodbye and you realize he has to destroy the eight ball so it'll stop the clock and then that is very moving because it's like oh that is his parents his parents are there mm-hmm. and it's like it's really sad after seeing him think he was talking to his mom and then realizing it's just evil selena and i was just like oh his parents were looking out for him also a very supernatural thing yeah. um and also just like him doing his spell is such certified weapons grade weirdness <laughs> i know and then even like Ms. Zimmerman's like that was odd and then you see johnson say yes it was but he says it like he's proud like you know she's yes. kind of like taken aback and it's like even watching it, i was like jeez kid that's embarrassing <laughs> and i was like emma you're watching a movie about magic he's trying to stop the world let him be weird yeah yeah it's just like he just gets to be for like the whole first time in the whole movie authentically whack <laughs> uh because he finally is confident about who he is he is he knows who he is like even even like Uncle Jonathan and Mrs. Zimmerman are so supportive, but he's, like, trying to talk to them about Captain Midnight, and they're like, we don't watch TV, we don't know what that is. Like, oh, the yeah. Magic 8-Ball, that's not real magic. And then finally Lewis is like, everyone else, it's illegal to speak to me right now. <laughs> I'm gonna do a spell. Well, it's even because Mrs. Zimmerman was talking about how magic comes from within. And if you're, br- if, like, and she's like, you have to be whole from within. And if you're sad about yourself in the situation you're in, it's not gonna work. And so he was finally on your face. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Yeah. This was a really good film, Emma. It's really fun, right? It was, like, great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay, we should talk about Rose Rita. Oh, yes. Okay, so Rose Rita, in the other novels, apparently does become more of a character. And she's this girl on the periphery who is, like, also clearly just like a weird kid especially like the way that little girls are where you get really obsessed with something in like kind of a creepy way and Mm. rita rose loves insects and she keeps trying to befriend lewis but she's also not popular and sadly in the way that is very human lewis is so uh entranced by tarby that he keeps kind of ignoring her and then at the end of it he's like oh actually you're really cool and Mm -hmm. i love rita rose 
or Rosarita, because she is not ashamed. She she shows him his her book of insects, and there's a drawing of him in it, and she's just like, and what about it? Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's not like, even yeah, like, oh, don't look. She's just like, you look like a bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yes, girl. And I love, like, when he was like, can I look at your bug book? And she's like, I know you know it's insects, but He's okay. Like, but okay. I'm like, well, bug book is fun to say, Rosarita. Um, yeah. Okay, my other notes were Kyle McLaughlin is very handsome, but only in flashbacks. Yes. Um, Kyle McLaughlin is also Sky's dad from the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Um, and also many other roles. Don't at me. Um, but, like, that's, he's really, the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is very good. Uh, this movie also, like, understands the importance of loss and the importance of apologies. It's a very, very brief moment. Mm. But Uncle Jonathan apologizes to Lewis for yelling at him, and Lewis apologizes even though he already has for, you know, raising the dead. But I just like that they're also like, Uncle Jonathan is like, I'm sorry for yelling at you. That wasn't nice. Yeah. And I was like, good. Um, I hate baby Jonathan. Uncle Jonathan gets stuck in what, the clock yeah. and turns hate back it. time and turns into a baby. Hate it. Didn't like looking nope. at it. Didn't need it. I mean, Maybe I was as like, a child I would have chuckled, but I was like, I am looking away. <laughs> I think if it was a complete baby, it would have been fine, but because he still had Jack Black's face but like it was really soft <laughs> it was soft and huge and also like before they go he's like i have to use the washroom like not now and then so the baby pees later like is that was that worth it yeah really as I said, there's a lot of pee jokes there's also a topiary lion that poops leaves <laughs> and i was just like they kept bringing it up and i was like okay number one i still think farts are hilarious so like this yeah. is my sense of humor but also i was like i'm not eight anymore i can't laugh at this and not feel bad it's- about laughing they did it so often that I'm like, did you think this was the joke that was going to be a home run? This one? This was the one? Because I was like, you do it once and you're like, ew, kind of silly. But it happened so many times and I was like, I'm sorry, I need about 20 more minutes of just Mrs. Zimmerman and Uncle Jonathan sniping at each other with the greatest affection. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, at one point, Uncle Jonathan says, you don't just raise the dead on accident. Americans say on accident instead of by accident. Like the age thing. This is not a criticism of the movie. This is just not how, just not how I do it, so I always notice it. <laughs> I say, <laughs> oh, accident? I did that by accident. Yeah. I knocked over my water bottle. <laughs> Sound effects. I did that by accident. Or, I did that on accident. What? What? That's, that's not English. I mean, technically, it's America. It's not English. American English. Whatever. Anyways, that's not a criticism. That those are all of my notes that I took. I nice. love this movie. This movie makes me so happy. It makes me feel eleven and being really scared. It makes me feel, you know, twenty how old was I in two thousand eighteen? I can't do math. It makes me feel twenty five and mm. watching a movie on an on a September afternoon and just being like, I feel freaking amazing right now. And it's it's so important to me. I'm so, so happy you enjoyed it because it's like, I feel like it deserves to be in the pantheon of Hocus Pocus, of Casper, mm. of Halloween Town. Ooh. Um, which I haven't even seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later tonight. Oh. And yeah, I feel like it deserves to be one, like, like practical magic. I feel like it deserves to be something people remember watching when they were little and just loving. I'm very surprised at how much I like this movie. It was such a delight because I remember like because I had mixed reviews with Over the Garden Wall 
and you're like, this is the one I thought was going to be like a smash hit, and I'm worried about the next one. I was like, oh no. And then it started, and I was like, oh, this is fun. This is nice. And I just had such a great time. I love how goofy it was, but also serious. And even though the movie was a bit long, <laughs> it did have like pretty good pacing. Like I could have like, I, there's definitely scenes I thought they could have taken out, but like overall, I'm like, this is definitely going to be in my rotation because it's it's a Halloween movie. Maybe next Halloween we'll get to watch it together. Uh, one day. Sorry, uh, every every time we speak, it ends with us being like, "I want to see you so badly." <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's, it's a true, true fact. Um, and yeah, um, like we have been doing for the past couple episodes, we've gone away from doing the star chart just. Um, we're trying something out new just because we kept comparing things and wasn't like working five out, stars so. is tricky because three stars can mean very different things depending <laughs> on the film. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I would definitely rate this. Like, honestly, we just said we weren't going to do stars. I like just said that. But I would rate this if we was rating them unspooky pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> I would rate, I would give this. Like, honestly, I'd give it five pumpkins out of five pumpkins. I really like this film. <laughs> that, is very, that is very moving to me because we were like, I mean, like, stars, three stars can be something different. The only one that's always the same is, like, five stars. That's got to be a winner. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I was yes. so nervous. I was so nervous about bringing this to the table. I was like, what? Because I think because I have the memory of being so scared of the book. Oh, that's one more note. The credits are all animated, like, little character drawings. But it's, like, the illustration style is very similar to the illustration style in the books. So I cried oh. just watching the credits. Because it just, again, oh. took me back where I was like, this is movie for Emma. This is a movie for me. <laughs> this is me. But it's just, like, it's so good. I'm so it's happy. It's so fun. I was I, yeah, I just remember being so scared that I was like, what if this is really scary? What if Jenny doesn't like it? What if she thinks it's too weird? What if it's goofy? What if she doesn't think that all the all the fart jokes are good? <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Go out and watch this movie. This is a movie for everyone. And if it's not for you, you will find at least something in the movie that you like because you got It's a good like, looking this, movie. Right? Like this style of spooky, like Halloween fall type movie is the best mixture of just enough spooky to be like, ooh, but like, I can handle it. <laughs> it's good. You've told Lewis everything? Well, not everything. Do you hear them digging? 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 This house used to be owned by another warlock. He's very wicked. Very powerful. He left a hidden clock in the walls. We don't know what it does except something horrible. um okay and then because i think i mean we're very high energy this episode but one thing i always think kind of boosts us is when we turn it into a competition we talk about it being competitive i have a little quiz for you okay okay Okay. so like i talked at the beginning a lot i was like this movie feels very like it feels like a movie that was made in the 80s to me like Mm. it's that kind of vibe um, and one thing that's kind of notable is that it's produced by Amblin Entertainment, which is an entertainment company, of, among others, founded by Steven Spielberg, okay. um, that was founded, I want to say, in the late 70s, early 80s, and over the years have done a lot of really iconic films. 
Um, so originally I kind of wanted to do a quiz where I was like, what if I, t what if I look up the taglines for different Halloween movies? And then I was like, well, no, because, well, number one, the first tagline I looked up was Hocus Pocus and the tagline was, it's all a bunch of Hocus Pocus. And I was like, that's really giving the, ga giving the game away. Um, and then I was like, okay, but the, like the other things that I consider Halloween movies aren't things that Jenny watches. You're not watching Halloween mm. Or Fright Night yeah. or Nightmare on Elm Street. So I was like, that's not gonna be fun mm -hmm. for anyone. And then I was like, well, what are movies that Jenny watches? And I realized, whether you know it or not, you've watched a lot of Amblin movies. Huh? Um, well, this is the quiz. So, like, this is, I think, just it's interesting in terms of, like, again, I love looking behind the curtain of, like, who makes what movie and why. This is obviously kind of started by Steven Spielberg, so a lot of movies are Steven Spielberg movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, like, it's just interesting to see what they. Uh, produced. So I'm going to give you some taglines. I want you to guess what movie they're from. Okay. Uh, Amblin has directed, or has produced so many movies. Um, I tried to pick ones that you all watched. There are a couple that I'm not sure, so I think I'll tell you, and then if you don't get them, I'll just tell you what movie they are, because I thought they were cool taglines. Okay. Cool. Um, so to get us started, the house knows what make you tip. I can't talk, God. <laughs> titles actually like, though <laughs> over the they all have long <laughs> the house with the clock in his walls i know i was on i was in the tag on tumblr yesterday and everyone was like why is this movie have this whack-ass title and i was like it's a book it's a book <laughs> um okay uh he is afraid he is alone he is three million light years from home the martian no the first thing I thought was Buzz Lightyear, but that's not a thing. That's that that's the character. Um, um I will say that I'm loosely going in order that these movies came out. This is an older movie. We were not alive when this movie came out. We would not be alive for another ten years. Oh god, okay. Um he's alone. He's, he's afraid. afraid he is alone. He is three million light years from home. I'm crying from my inability to speak earlier. <laughs> Um, can I get a hint? I'm, I'm, an audience, I'm giving her a visual hint right now. Oh my god, it's E.T. It's E.T. <laughs> I just held my finger up to the webcam. I actually always really hate doing this, because I don't like looking at how big the top of my finger is. Please stop. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> um, he was never in time for his classes, then one day he wasn't in his time at all. Back to the Future? Correct. Wait, these are all from the same people? These are all from the same people. Same company. What? I know. And, like, these aren't... I'm going to give you... How many do I have? I have 13, and this is, like, okay. not even a quarter of the movies he's produced. What? Uh, I know, right? It's the story of a man, a woman, and a rabbit in a triangle of trouble. Rabbit? It's the story of a man, 
a woman, and a rabbit, and a triangle of trouble. This sounds like a more modern movie. Wasn't there like this movie? Actually, the plot of it is based on my worst fear. You have many fears, Emma. You gotta narrow that down. <laughs> Being falsely <laughs> accused of a crime. Okay. I don't know. Did you get a hint? Another um, one? Uh, sorry, all of my hints are visual. No, hold on. This movie is a detective story. Inspector Gadget? No. It incorporates animation and live action. Oh. Is this... Oh. Oh. Is this... Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> Is this, um... I'm trying to pull my oh, hair down in front of my eyes. It did not the, look successful. What, what is his name? Um, who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah! Hey! I was like, it's the one with the framing and there's a rabbit, <laughs> but I couldn't put all the words together. <laughs> <laughs> what was okay. the hair for? Jessica Rabbit. I was trying to do, like, the Jessica Rabbit has, like, the big swooshy hair. Oh, I was, like, I'm that's just all drawn I that think way. I know. I was, like, I know. I was gonna say that line, and I was like, I feel like that's too obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, number five. I mean, you'll get this one right away, but it felt like a crime not to include it. What if Peter okay. Pan grew up? Hook! Yeah! Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time! Ah! Oh. Um, an adventure 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park? Yeah! My hint for yeah. that was I was going to play the melodica cover. <laughs> oh, no! You just have to listen to me cover them like I cover with my mouth. Bad wow. sounds. Even, yeah. Number seven. He's the afterlife of the party. This one actually had a couple. It had, one of them was, he's the afterlife of the party, or get an afterlife. Is this Beetlejuice? No. That's a good guess, though. Jeez. I feel like that's actually a more appropriate tagline for Beetlejuice than what this movie actually is. Is he dead? Is yes. the character dead? The titular character is dead. For most of the movie, but not for all of it. I have no idea. Uh, there's one scene where the main character isn't dead, and he was played by uh, T- Tiger Beat Idol, Devin Sawa. This is another moment if we realize that Jenny and I have different cultural points of references. Um, there's a girl on my bed. Yes! What? <laughs> this is a pretty good impression if I do say so myself. Um, I talked about it earlier in the podcast as like another classic Halloween movie for families. No idea. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh, okay, this okay. is another one that I don't, th- I don't think you've seen. Also, the tagline is so vague, but I did think it was cool. The dark side of nature. Don't breathe. Don't look back. Has actually nothing to do with the, with Jaws? the movie. I would say no. It's Twister. Have you oh. seen Twister? You should watch Twister. I have sometime. not. I have not seen Twister, but I remember I went to the Twister experience in Universal Studios when I was young, and I was terrified. And I God, I wish screaming. that were me. Yikes! <laughs> Don't wish that part were me. <laughs> I was um, okay. Uh, protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. Mission Impossible. No. Men in Black? Yeah! <laughs> I was like, it starts with an M, but I said I was like, I could, f- I could see your mouth making the M shape, and then you said Mission Impossible, and I was like, her, she'll catch up in a second. I can feel your, I can see your little mouth making the Men in Black shape. Um, the true story of a real fake. Oh, 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 
Woo! Catch me if you can! Yeah! Another one of your favorite also, movies. Also, one of my favorite movies, yes. Um, a better reality awaits. Accept your reality. Or fight for a better one. Damn. This is not one of your favorite movies, but you do have a great attachment to it. You do really enjoy it in some some <laughs> some forms of media. Wow. Okay, can you just say it again? Because now I've got a lot more information. <laughs> a better reality awaits. Accept your reality or fight for a better one. Oh, is this Re- Ready Player One? It is Ready Player One. I still haven't seen the movie, but it is one of my favorite Oh, books. okay. And lastly, you will believe. Alright. Um, <laughs> um, I just automatically thought of the 2010 Olympics Canada song. I believe. <laughs> that you will believe. You will believe. Is that something to do with, like, aliens? They sure as hell weren't human. <laughs> oh. You will believe. Avatar? No. There are no humans in this movie, unfortunately. Is this an animation? A new, te- a new technology was invented for this film. I wouldn't say it's entirely live action. You will believe. You will believe. I actually don't think you saw this movie. You do know it exists. Oh, There's okay. not a man, woman alive on this earth who doesn't. You will believe. You will believe. Is this like a more recent film? It's, I think actually for people who, like you and I, who don't go to the theater as often in the before times, for a lot of people, this might have been the last movie they saw in theaters. That's how new it is. Oh no, is this Cats? Touch me, it's so easy to leave me. All alone in the memories. I don't know more words. I don't I love you so know. much, oh my god. You will believe. That's, that's a threat, my god. You, you will believe. like you still thought taylor swift was hot and i was like please don't look at me right now i'm a very vulnerable place (laughs) so all of those films were made by the same company yeah so those are all amblin films um let me pull up actually some others they've also did uh well they did all of the men in blacks uh they did so amblin entertainment all the men in blacks they also did minority report which i don't think you've seen but also actually has a really cool tagline the future can be seen Hold on, my phrase. The future can be seen. Murder can be prevented. The guilty punished before the crime. Oh, wow. um, that's from Minority Report. They also yeah. did Five Goes West and an American oh, yeah. Tale, uh, The Goonies, Gremlin, Poltergeist, The Land Before Time. Wow. Uh, Cape Fear, all of the Jurassic Parks, Schindler's List, The Little Rascals. Uh, the Bridges of Madison County, to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, Balto. Anyways, a lot of things. War Horse. Sorry to burp <laughs> while I said War Horse. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I have, I have been educated. Amblin Entertainment, man. I have a yeah. great attachment to production companies yeah. because I like their production companies like... When you kind of can tell that something is from them, you know? You're like, you're make- telling this kind of story. Fun! 
quizzes. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, we are three weeks from through Not So Spooky Tober, but we've got yeah. one more special, very seasonally holiday appropriate that I'm very <laughs> excited about watching for the first time. Um, and so we'll see you again next week for that. But if you're looking for something to do in the meantime, you can check us out on Tumblr or Twitter at Hi Ho Podcast, or you can drop us a line at Hi Ho Podcast at gmail.com. That's H Y H O Podcast. You can also follow us on Spotify, Hi Ho Podcast, where we post playlists of the month. This month we were doing a spooky pumpkin patch, but actually mostly spooky playlist. <laughs> we we're trying to find things that are like evocative and you know not just the same halloween songs you hear all the time because there's a lot of music out there um you can also uh subscribe rate and review us on itunes spotify actually i don't think you can review on spotify but you know what i mean rate review subscribe on the podcaster of your choice we think it's cool yeah it's great thanks everyone who has been listening um, we have viewers from all over the world right now, which is kind of exciting. I know. Um, yeah. Oh, it's like, so, we are but a humble podcast because we also don't like promoting things because we are people <laughs> who like to avoid the internet regularly. Um, but it's very exciting to be like, oh, cool. It's not just my sister listening. It is in fact other people as well. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing that. Um, and we look forward, um, to speaking with you next week. Speaking to what? you to you yeah um and in the meantime to remember to like what you like your opinion is valid as long as it's the same as mine happy halloween